Welcome listeners to PPSM's Baby Brain. I'm Samantha Hugelay, your host, and today with me are the staff members of the Perinatal Intensive Outpatient Program at Prairie Care. So please welcome Lisa Cross, Dr. Sugarbaker, and Dr. Gassimi. I'm going to start by asking you guys, what brought you to the work of perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, and more specifically, what brought you to PPSM? My name is Rena Sugarbaker, and I'm an adult psychiatrist. I was originally very interested in perinatal psychiatry. I sought specialized training during my residency in the Women's Wellness Clinic, uh, where I had mentorship with several wonderful perinatal psychiatrists. I worked with many women during that year over the course of their pregnancy and postpartum. I just really learned so much during that time. After I graduated and started practicing, I tried to continue to work with women in that time of life. Later, when I started having my own children, I also learned in a different way about personal challenges I faced during pregnancy, postpartum, and then as I grew as a mother. And so I really felt like I understood some of the challenges at a deeper level and just really cemented my commitment to helping women who are struggling during pregnancy and postpartum. Since moving to Minnesota, I connected with Prairie Care and also connected pretty quickly with PPSM through my work at Prairie Care as the director of the perinatal mental health program. Sam, as you remember, you and uh, Lisa and your wonderful organization approached Prairie Care about starting the PAL line. I've really enjoyed being involved with uh, supporting women, actually supporting providers who are working with women and trying to help them with any questions they have about medications or other management concerns. And then I've just really benefited from the amazing network of mental health providers that uh, PPSM coordinates. Um, it's just a wonderful organization and I just tell everyone that I can about it. So that's kind of my story about getting involved with perinatal mental health. Hi, my name is Sogan Gasmi. I'm a co-director of the perinatal program services of prior care with Dr. Sugarbaker. In addition to perinatal program services and in particular IOP, I'm also a child and adolescent psychiatrist and I'm an attending um, child and adolescent psychiatrist at the, our partial hospitalization program, taking care of kids and teens and um, struggling families. For me, the journey uh, is an interesting one, and it's prior to even going to medical school, it was a community center of excellence of women's health. It was an interesting position to be in, working, trying to get advocacy services for working families who may not qualify for welfare, as well as providing direct service fees. And that's when it was, for me, during medical school, I had a really amazing experience. I was in a locked women's unit that was a dedicated unit to women's mental health. And that's when I got really exposed to perinatal psychiatry. Half her unit was pregnant or postpartum. And it was an amazing experience to work with some great mentors and to really get exposed to that. I left the Chicago area and what brought me to Minnesota was Mayo Clinic, working with Dr. Moore there and being embedded in the OB clinic, seeing moms that are struggling during pregnancy in the postpartum period. And during fellowship, I had uh, an amazing opportunity to get to know and work with Dr. Kim overhead HCMC mother baby program. And it really kind of helped me realize the interconnection between intervening earlier with mom's mental health can really improve the outcomes for moms, for their babies and for their children long-term. And so that was a amazing opportunity. And I got a chance to meet Dr. Sugarbaker and I got to meet you and I got to meet Lisa Cross to contribute to the community and all the other great work that's being out, done out there. And PSI has been an amazing resource that we fully promote Hi, um, I am Lisa Cross. I am the therapist at the Prairie Care Perinatal IOP and the Perinatal Clinic. I came into the field 
with my own personal experience with postpartum OCD 16 years ago after having my first child. It was a very scary experience. Reflecting back, my issues started during my pregnancy. I tried to express some of my anxieties to my medical team. I don't think that they quite understood what I was trying to present to them. I think I was very afraid of how people were going to perceive me. I was becoming a mother and mothers are supposed to have it all put together. And the thoughts and the feelings that I was having were completely chaotic and not put together at all. So I think that I I tried to use a lot of humor to make sense of what was going on with me and to kind of protect my fear of sharing with people what was going on with me. And then immediately postpartum, probably within 15, 20 minutes of giving birth, I had my very first severe intrusive thought that was a violent intrusive thought. And I immediately went into shame and guilt of feeling like they're going to take my baby away if anyone knows what I thought and feeling like my husband wouldn't see me as being a good mother. I had such an intense desire to protect this baby and the thoughts that were going on in my head were so opposite of protecting her and had this immense fear of the world. I did attempt to go to therapy. Therapy did not go well for me. I went through about three or four therapists that did not understand the intrusive thoughts that I was having. Some of the intrusive thoughts scared some of the therapists that I was working with. That kind of validated that I probably shouldn't tell people about this. Some of the therapists were wanting to just kind of go to attachment and address issues within my own upbringing, which was somewhat helpful, but In that immediate moment, I I was having horrific intrusive thoughts that I needed to make stop right away. I ended up losing my job because I wasn't able to function at work well. And I just felt completely isolated and alone and was trying to make sense myself of what was going on with me, trying to function within motherhood, trying to function within all my other relationships. And I felt like my world was just kind of falling apart and crumbling down on me. So I went to the internet and I started just searching for intrusive thoughts because I was a therapist at the time. I was able to kind of piece together some of the terminology that I needed to search for. And that brought me to a website of Karen Kleinman's, who is a pretty well-known guru in our field. And I started doing just tons of reading of her work. And she had a article online that I had read that talked about postpartum OCD and it just clicked for me and a light bulb went off. I'm like, that is, that's what I have. That's what's going on with me and felt that I need to just kind of use my own therapeutic skills and what I was learning from Karen Kleiman to try and get me through it. Along with the help of my OB, I slowly started to recover. And then once I was fully recovered, ironically, I got an email from Suzanne Swanson who started PPSM and was calling out for various therapists within the community who were interested in working in women's mental health to come to this coffee shop at St. Thomas University. I showed up. It was the very first meeting for PPSM. And I felt like, okay, you know what? This is what I need to do. I hate the way that I was treated when I went through my experience. And here's an organization that can help me kind of give back and help me create change for other women so that they don't have to go through it. At the second PPSM meeting, I suffered a miscarriage shortly after that meeting. So I had to kind of pull away a little bit from the organization, went through three more miscarriages, ended up having my second child, got through all of that trauma, and then reached out to PPSM again, showed up at a meeting, 
And within a couple of weeks, Crystal Clancy and I were deciding that we were going to co-direct PPSM together because the current director, Krista Post, was stepping down and needed a new director. So for five years, Crystal and I co-led PPSM together. And that was very cathartic for me. That was kind of healing and recovery, like full circle healing and recovery because of all the advocacy work that we were able to do. A lot of the work that we did in the organization with training physicians on better understanding what to look for in patients that might be struggling or might be geared to kind of admit to what they're thinking and feeling. And then some of the advocacy work that we did at the Capitol with getting statewide acknowledgement that pregnancy and postpartum mood and anxiety disorders exist. So May is considered Maternal Mental Health Month because of PPSM. And Dr. Sugarbaker was amazing. Went to the Capitol and testified for that bill and got it passed. I became involved with Prairie Care because I had met Dr. Sugarbaker and Dr. Gossamy through our work at PPSM and the PALS line. And I really admired the work that they were doing. They were looking for a therapist for quite a while for the program. I was feeling like it was time for a change for me. Here was the opportunity to work with them. So I applied for the job, got it right away and started working with them. Thank you very much for sharing not only your personal story, but also for the time and stewardship that you devoted to PPSM. Lisa, now you've taken on a new role with Prairie Care and developed the program for their intensive IOP. Tell us a little bit about what the program looks like, how it started, and what patients could expect from participating. We kind of started the concept of thinking through what we wanted patients to get out of that program, and we came up with three words that were very meaningful to our team. And those words are hope, healing, and empowerment. As patients come in, we want to instill hope in them. We teach them how to heal, and then we discharge them with a sense of empowerment. Our program also has a very strong component of focusing on relationship building. We try to role model that through building really caring and compassionate relationships with our patients. We use components of cognitive behavioral therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy, attachment theory and circle of security We've taken all the evidence-based components that have been within the perinatal community for a while and packaged those together into what I think is a really wonderful caring program um, that we've developed. When people come into our program, a typical day at the program is that we run Monday through Thursday from 10 to 1. Currently, we're doing solely telehealth therapy with them, so they log on from the comfort of their own home. We do have the capability through telehealth to allow them to have older children with them as well, and we strongly encourage them to have their babies present. If they're struggling at all with any sort of parenting or they're feeling dysregulated while their child is feeling dysregulated, then we stop the group and we take a moment to really work with them through what you're feeling is completely okay. We're here to support you. Here are some things that you could try. When we're in person, in group, we have a peer support person who's in group with us and she can take babies and hold them and interact with them while we work with the mom one-on-one or we work with her within the group setting. So we divide the group up into two components. We have the first part of group is what we call process group. This is where the moms gather together. We start the group out with role modeling that relationship building with them so that they can learn to engage with one another. We can help them engage more with us. 
And we provide that safety and security space for them so that they can feel safe to kind of open up about the topics that they're going to be processing through. We give each mom a moment in the group to share over the past 24 hours what sort of feelings and experiences have they had. Then the group and the facilitators offer them feedback of support. We offer them feedback of specific skills that they could utilize to try and help them navigate their way through those feelings or those experiences. And if they choose not to share or not to receive feedback, that is completely okay as well. We meet them where they're at and we try and encourage them to do the best that they can, but we just want to make sure it's a very safe space for them. The second part of the group is what we call psych ed, and that's a very skills-based part of the group where we teach them very specific components of issues that we know that moms face, varying topics anywhere from the identity of motherhood to the severity of intrusive thoughts with postpartum OCD. We start off with just giving them a really good background knowledge and education about what that particular topic is. And then we end it with giving them very specific skills that they can use to navigate their way through that particular topic. They each have a binder where they can keep all that information together. And if they are having a day where they're struggling, they can pull their binder out. They can reference back to that specific topic. They can look up the specific skills that we walked them through. And hopefully then by time they discharge from the program, they've got a really good toolkit put together to help them to navigate on their own after they've healed and and become empowered from our program. Tell us about the psychiatric components to your program. Within the first week of coming into our program, each mom will meet with one of the two program psychiatrists to have a chance to talk about medication options and what might be right for them in terms of their own personalized situation. We try to take a holistic approach and think not only about antidepressants or other options, maybe what kinds of supplements a woman or a mom might benefit from uh, that might help with fully getting back to feeling like herself as quickly as possible. The psychiatry meetings are once a week and um, It's really a great opportunity for for me as a provider. I know Dr. Grassmi probably would agree with this and may have some thoughts as well, but to really get to know our patients and be able to follow them through the program and really see their progress and how they, there's so much um, change that goes on in such a relatively short period of time. So it's it's really an honor and a privilege. Agree with Dr. Sugarbaker. That's um. it's one of the benefits of, of our program is we, we do meet weekly with our patients. We really take this as a, um, a privilege to be able to be trusted by patients at a time when they're most vulnerable. We really like to meet the patients where they're at and work collaboratively with them to make decisions about what they, you know, individualize their care. And we try to use all the tools in our toolbox to help them feel better, function better, and ultimately achieve our goal of hope healing and empowerment. Any last words that you would like to leave the listeners with? Mental illness is real, common, and treatable. And we want, we want to take the stigma out of uh, mental health issues for moms and their babies and their families. We know at this point in time, given all the stressors that are going on in the world, that it could particularly be hard for a lot of moms out there. We just want you to know we're here to help and support you and guide you through the process.
to get you to a better place. If someone is struggling, how can they get connected to your program? We have a direct line that they can contact and someone from our team will respond to that call. They can call 612-274-7494. Thank you ladies for joining me today. For more information about PeriCare, their perinatal intensive outpatient program and other services, please see the description below this podcast.